0: Shavua Tov, everybody. Welcome to Parashat Vayakhel. In the last few days, we've all witnessed acts of terror and injustice that have shaken us to our very core. On February 24th, Russia launched a comprehensive invasion of Ukraine, marking a major escalation in the ongoing Russo-Ukrainian war. Whether you've seen the videos of missiles striking in the immediate vicinity of civilians, The footage of children screaming and crying out for help, or the very graphic video of a Russian tank running over and crushing a Ukrainian car with the driver still inside. No doubt you've grappled with the horror show that's slowly unfolding on the other side of the world. If you're like me, you've probably gone through a series of intense emotions, with shades of the five stages of grief, from denial, anger, and bargaining, to sadness and acceptance. We feel so weak in times like these, knowing that in reality there's very little we can actually do to stop the violence. Whenever we hope for some type of response from our world leaders, we come to the sobering realization that any direct involvement in the conflict will only result in even more violence and more loss of human life. And we're left really only with those damn sanctions. That's all we hear about. You know what it's like? It's like watching as the neighborhood bully, the biggest kid on the block, he takes the nerdiest kid on the block by his shirt and he starts pummeling him incessantly, really bludgeoning this guy. And you're watching this from afar and you're saying the most you can say, we're not going to be friends with you anymore. We're not even able to put a stop to the violence. And so we're left with the question, what, if anything, can we do at a time like this, in a position of complete and total powerlessness? In the introduction to Barashat Vayakel this week, we read about the contributions that B'nai Yisrael make to the Mishkan project. And as we read, we notice an alternating structure shifting from a focus on contribution to a focus on action, back and forth, back and forth. Contribution, action, contribution, action. And if you pay really close attention to the words, you'll see that certain words keep repeating over and over again. The word terumah actually appears seven times in the introduction to the parashah. Fourteen materials are mentioned in Moshe's command of what should be brought. The verb lehavi, to bring, appears in various conjugations 14 times. And these words are all focused on the people bringing the contributions, not the people actually doing the actions, always talking about the donors, never talking about those who are actually building the Mishkan. So what about those people? What about the people who are on the ground actually performing the acts of construction on the Mishkan? Is the Torah trying to make some sort of distinction between the people who give terumah, the donors, and the people who actually do the building? So if you look a little deeper, there's actually a common thread that links the people who contribute to the people who are doing the actions. This common thread is a word that appears exactly 14 times in our section, and that word is Lev, heart mind. It appears seven times when it refers to the donors and seven times when it refers to the people doing the actual construction. And when it comes to the people bringing the Terumah, we hear phrases like Nedivlev and Nisaolibo. These are words that signify a one-time event performed in a passionate burst of generosity and elevation of spirit. That's what it takes to be a donor. But, however, on the other hand, when the Torah talks about the builders, it says, These are people whose talent is conscientiousness and strict discipline, which is the exact opposite of the other groups. So which one is better? Is it better to be Nediv Lev or Hacham Lev? I think there's really only one conclusion that you can draw here. All Hashem really wants from us is our full hearts, our full Lev. The rest really is just commentary. That's why the Torah uses the word Lev seven times, both for the donors and for the builders equally. So the message to all of us is whatever your unique talents are, turn those talents towards God with your whole heart. As David HaMelech told Shelomo Ki Chol Toresh Adonai All Hashem is really looking for is your heart. In his book, The Five Love Languages, Gary Chapman says that humans have five different ways of showing their affection and love to one another. First is words of affirmation or compliments. Second is quality time Third is giving gifts. Fourth is acts of service. And finally, number five is physical touch. And you could think to yourself, which ones of these matter the most to you? And amazingly, if you can figure out the primary love language of your romantic partner, and you can do this by studying how it is that they themselves express their love, or when they're complaining that they're not receiving love, what exactly are they complaining about? Then you can zero in on what matters the most to them. And then... You can show your love in a language that they will appreciate and they will understand. Something that will resonate most personally with them. Baruch Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God knows each of us on a personal level. And He receives all acts of love from us. So long as they are done with the wholeness and the purity of heart. You might have noticed earlier that the word Natan, to give, actually never appears in the Parashah. We never hear about anybody actually giving anything, even though they're doing all this donating. Instead, we keep hearing the word 14 times. In fact, lehavi, to bring. Because you know something, at the end of the day, the message is we truly own nothing. And everything already belongs to God. So once we understand this, we understand the most we can ever really do is just bring to God what already he has given us. And now we can understand the rabbinic statement that says that we must love God with the love that God has given us to love Him with. So when we go back to thinking about the conflict unfolding in Ukraine, we notice how much we want to give, how much we want to spread the love that's in our hearts to all human beings, how much we want to alleviate the suffering of our fellow human beings. And although we might feel totally powerless at a time like this, I think... There's only ever one thing that we can and should do. And that is double down on love. I think the Beatles really said it best. All you need is love. So whether you love through words of affirmation, quality time, giving gifts, acts of service, or physical touch, take the opportunity to remind yourself of the importance of the love that you're giving. And even though there's not so much that we can do for Ukrainians halfway around the world, if we continue to perfect our own hearts and if we continue to spread this love to those around us, I assure you, the butterfly effect will be long-lasting and it will impact the world in ways you cannot possibly understand or comprehend at this moment. I'll close with the words of the great Persian poet, Jalal al-Din Rumi. Love is the whole thing. We are only pieces. Thank you very much and Shabbat Shalom.